I want to talk about the actual steps of getting a hard money loan. So the first step, which we all know is finding a piece of property. So Pete, in your professional opinion, when someone's looking to obtain hard money financing, what are the steps you think they should take? Well, the first step is you have to apply for a loan that involves doing a application, which is like basically an intake of your information. And let me ask you a few questions as we go through this, right? So a new investor has a deal. They want to get a hard money loan, right? They go to the first lender they find. How many lenders do you think uh, someone should qualify a property with? It's a good question. Like a new investor. Like, do you think they should talk to two lenders to compare rates and terms? Do you think they should talk to three? What do you think? Uh, I would say two would be fine. I don't think three is necessary. Okay, so um, part of the process, guys, that we're going to be talking about is the actual steps of getting the hard money loan. But understand what we really want you to do is go through the process with two different lenders. That way you can actually compare uh, what each lender is offering. Because if one guy's offering you 15% and the other guy's offering you 10%, you're going to want to go with the guy at 10%. So, all right, back to B. Right, there is going to be some difference. Some lenders are going to be more familiar with an area. Uh, and they might offer better terms because of that. But like I said in the beginning, they want to get an idea about you as an investor. So if, you, if you're applying and you're a first-time investor, they're going to want to know that. And your credit is going to have more of a weight because you don't have the experience factor. Got it. So if you're somebody that has a lot of experience, then maybe your credit doesn't have to be as good. What happens if, they, if a new investor has a property that's a screaming deal, mm -hmm. right? They've never flipped a house. They have a screaming deal, but they have bad credit. Will a hard money lender give them a loan? Yeah, credit, as I mentioned before, credit is not the only thing. As a matter of fact, the, the property is the main thing. The credit is second, and experience is also, I would say, property, experience, credit, I think, in those orders. Because the more uh, experienced the investor is, the lender is going to have a higher confidence in that borrower. And as I mentioned, that'll, be affect, that'll affect their interest rate. Right. So let's just say I'm a new investor. I just locked up a deal. I call a hard money lender. What are the steps that a new flipper is going to experience? Again, they're going to do an application. They're also going to give the information on the property. And you don't have to worry about that somebody taking your deal if you have it under contract. The lender would never do that. They just want to see what you think the value is. They're going right. to ask you for some comps. They're going to have, of course, their own comps. They're going to look it up. But they want to see what you think it's worth. They're going to think what they think it's worth. They're going to look at your uh, construction bid. They're going to review that. They also have been, they're very familiar. A lot of these private money lenders, they've probably flipped thousands of houses themselves. They're yeah. very, very familiar with what things cost. So they're going to take what you say the cost should be, and they're going to compare it to what their algorithm or what their formula says it should be. And if that's pretty close, then they're going to feel comfortable with it. And then they're going to go look back at what comps you used. Then they're going to say, well, we feel that's going to be worth this as well. And if all those things line, they're going to be very, very happy to lend you money. Got and, it. And as I mentioned, sometimes these deals are, are incredible. You might get a property under contract that uh, you're buying for 300. It could be worth 600. Uh, we've seen it. I've seen it. We've purchased them. Yeah. And uh, those are very, very easy to get funding. So, so one of the things that I really like about what you just said is the lender verifies all the information. So if you're a rookie flipper and you're nervous and you don't know if you're paying too much, you don't know if your bid's wrong, guess what? The lender is going to verify your entire file. They're going to look at what the home's worth. They're going to look at the rehab budget. So honestly, you're really getting a second set of eyes, which is fantastic when you're dealing with real estate. And this is why you want to maybe talk to two different lenders because one lender might not feel the values there and they might want, they might not want to lend you uh, let's say what another lender will lend because they might be more familiar with the area. And sometimes these, sometimes we all know 
comps, uh, it's not a perfect science, you know. Uh, it's a lot based on the uh, current absorption rates, you know, what's the supply and demand of the area at the time. So you might see an imbalance there where there's just no inventory and you know that something could be worth more. And maybe this one lender is more conservative and the other one is more aggressive in that market. They think, well, we know this area and we know it will sell for that and you're going to get a better value and then and thus a better loan with lender B, for yeah. example. And, and the good thing about that is the lender, they're the ones who needs to worry about all that stuff. Your job is to find the property, present it to the lender, let them go do their homework, let them check the absorption rates, let them verify the value, let them verify the condition. You've already done your job. Tarek, I just wanna cut in really fast. When we're talking about absorption rates, I just wanna make sure that your students know that I'm talking about how many houses are pending versus how many houses that are active. So if we see a lot of, if there's no activity, there's no houses available on the market, right? Mm -hmm. and everything's just pending within one or two days, that's really good. That means that the supply is very, very low. I love that you're talking about this because throughout the course I've talked about absorption rates and absorption rate is supply and demand. So a lender wants to see a healthy real estate market. So if you're looking to buy a flip and you send it to a lender, they're looking at the absorption rate, which is the supply and demand. If they look in the area of your property and there are 10 homes for sale, none selling, they're not gonna like that deal. Why? Supply is higher than demand, meaning more homes for sale, less homes are selling, prices will be going down. Now, on the flip side of that, the lender sees one home for sale and 10 homes in escrow, 10 homes under contract. What does that mean? You have almost no supply with super high demand. Listen, a lender loves lending in those areas. And for you as a real estate investor, you gotta remember the magic formula when it comes to supply and demand. It all comes down to inventory. You gotta make sure you know what's for sale and what's selling. Going back to what you actually give the lenders is very, very important. I know when we started, we would give a lot of photos, uh, maybe even some videos yeah. of the properties. These days, we don't have to do it. We've done hundreds and hundreds of transactions with, with, with lenders. They're very comfortable with us as borrowers. They know that we do our due diligence. Yeah. Now, this is going to be different for a first-time investor. I would suggest more is better. You know, show as many pictures. Yeah. So for a, for a new time investor, like you're you're building a case on why the lender should lend you the money. Like today, they know us. We've done hundreds of transactions and hundreds of millions of dollars. But when we were new to the business, it wasn't like that. So you got to remember, you want to present your case in a professional manner. You want to have pictures of the property. You want to have detailed bids. You want to have your comps because you're trying to convince the lender to take your file. Right. And the thing about comps, we all know that you, there, there are good yeah. comps and oh, bad yeah. comps, you know, so and lenders know this, too. You might say, well, look at just these properties and exclude some others. So everybody knows that we all I'm sure you have talked about how to, to, to find comps. We yep. all know it's hyper local. We all know there's different ways to interpret the comps. Yeah, we know this. We know this. You can make a case. I could take a property. It's very subjective. You can have one value versus another. A lot of times it's going to fall within 5%. Yes, yes, yeah. in most cases. But I think to be thorough is the most important thing. Okay. And to be, to show more, more is better than less. You want to give as much information to the lender because they want to know that the property is solid. Right. So now the new investor, they have a property, they contacted the lender. The lender says, send the package. The investor puts the package together in a professional manner, hands it to the lender. And then what happens from there? Okay. That's a standard underwriting procedure. Um, so underwriting, as we talked about the differences, normally an underwriter will go through again and they're looking at the borrower. Well, in what this is case. underwriting? Let's, let's like, let's go real basic. What is underwriting? Okay. So underwriting 
when you're any kind of lender, at some point they have investors, right? And so they have a duty to the investors to review the file or underwrite it to specific guidelines. So is it safe to say that underwriting the file is just reviewing the file? Well, yeah, based on certain due diligence, they have to, everything needs to fall in within whatever criteria that they've identified to their investors. So if they say we're only buying properties that meet this criteria, then they need one of their employees, which is an underwriter to review right. this, to make sure the quality of that loan is the same quality as every other loan they do. For example, if they say, well, we're not going to do um, a loan at 100% loan to value, then that's one of the things they would underwrite to. They would only make it to, let's say, 90 or 80 or whatever that is. Again, based on uh, maybe credit or experience, those Got types it. of things. So what you're saying is a new flipper might go to a lender, say, I want a loan for X on this. The lender reviews the file or underwrites the file and says, well, we're not going to loan you X, but we'll loan you Y. Maybe they'll still loan on a property, but they might loan a little bit less. Yes, and that's one one aspect of it. The underwriter is also going to be reviewing title. They're going to make sure there's nothing on the title that would be an issue. Okay, they're going to review uh, the appraisal to make sure there was nothing missed there. Um, they're looking at the condition of the property, um, all sorts of things. There's a whole list of guidelines that they're going to be reviewing, and based on different banks, they have slightly different underwriting guidelines. Got it. Got it. So now the bank has reviewed the file, they've approved everything, everything looks good. What happens next for the new investor? Okay. So again, this is where the process is faster with uh, private money versus conventional uh, uh, lending, because this whole process happens in, in days, not weeks. So many times you can find a property, get submitted to a lender. Uh, and I wouldn't say necessarily in the first time, you might be maybe a few days longer, because they're, again, they're still vetting you yeah. more than they are vet vetting the property. But once you're vetted on that first transaction, then every transaction after it's faster, but usually these transactions close within 10 days. And then subsequently we can, you know, they're closed within, let's say five days. Right, okay, and, and, why do you, and why do you feel that a private money lender is able to close so much faster than a regular conventional lender like Bank of America? Um, obviously less regulation. Um, it's more because they're looking less at the borrower, uh, in a conventional loan, they're verifying your employment, those types of things. Uh, and that happens on every transaction versus right, so this is just done one time in the beginning, they're going you know, to verify. And a lot of times, again, the, your personal income is not relevant to the transaction. It's the property. So really the time is just reviewing the property and that's a much faster process. Right. Okay. So it really comes down to guidelines and regulations of the actual lender. So, right. so there it is guys. Like those are the steps to getting a hard money loan. One, you find the property Two, you contact the lender. Three, you send a package showing a case why they should invest with you. Four, they review everything. Five, they approve it, they fund your deal, and you're flipping a house. <laughs>